0: Dump Cast and Drive, a series of interviews of artistically driven Gentleman's personalities from balance. different locations here in the bar. So full full I am your speaker person, Veronica Tyler Christie, yes, aka please. Sometimes V. For today's episode, we have the new Acoustic Collective hailing from San Jose. How's it going, guys?
1: It's going great.
2: Good. Good. Yeah. So,
0: um, as to get started, I just want to get you guys to kind of introduce yourselves. Um, I think I'll point out who's going to go first. So, on my left, which I don't even know if you guys are in the right order because it's Zoom, oh, I, I have Jason.
1: All right. Um, I'll just give you my whole life story right here. Now <laughs> you can. Um, okay, so what, what do you want to know?
0: Uh, just, you know you're a musician on uh, yes. what instrument do you
1: play yeah how's your covid beer going <laughs> oh yeah um i play uh my my main instrument is guitar um but i also over the years have picked up other stringed instruments including um but not limited to banjo mandolin and the thrace um and uh covid is going okay um and that's yeah that's that's it okay
0: no you're no fine God. I just I'm just like picking fun because I used to see you as a like a baby face and now I see yeah. a little bit of
1: I know a little bit yeah, of scratch. Right. Yeah. it's kind
0: of shining in the light even though it's super blonde
3: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: for sure
0: all right so it looks like we have David next
3: uh hey um I don't know I play the fiddle <laughs> and uh like Jason some other stuff <laughs>
2: yeah uh, no.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'm we're serious, just, I'm, I'm just we're a jack of around. all trades, master of none. Yeah.
4: He has like ten fair. instrument cases in his room.
1: <laughs> I, I can show
3: you if you want.
0: Yeah, just, like
3: maybe just the instruments on the bed. That's that's
0: okay, that's right. fair. Lots of strings, I see. is
5: yeah. <laughs> yes. hey, that a banjo? No, ah, it's a tambourine. Oh okay. <laughs> Same thing, man. Same thing.
3: Yeah, Same I actually, thing. I actually
2: just started. <laughs>
0: a little
2: shake
4: here and there. It's fine. It's fine. And then uh, Nathaniel, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm Nathaniel. I uh, play cello primarily, and I have also started picking up cello derivatives, derivatives, like uh, bass. Um, But yeah, the New Acoustic Collective, (laughs) I I play cello.
5: Amazing. Alonzo? Yeah, I'm Alonzo Sanchez. I'm uh, the pizzicato bass player for the New Acoustic Collective. And, uh, I only play bass, as of now. <laughs> I, 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 I play, what? I, I, you know, I, I mess around with the guitar every now and then, but uh, guitar is not a real instrument, so. Nah, I'm just gonna
0: <laughs> oh. Like, I'm just going to keep to one right now, guys. I'm not going to try to put my hands on everything.
4: To <laughs> so be fair, you play multiple types of bass.
5: Yeah.
6: <laughs> exactly.
5: And then Victor...
6: Yeah, um, so uh, I'm the opposite, complete opposite side of Alonso. I play Arco bass, which I think is a lot better than Biscato bass, you know
2: Oh <laughs> my god, you guys! Uh, uh,
6: I do metal round with Biscato bass from time to time, but that's really it. I, I like doing anything I can on bass. Um, besides bass, uh, I think the only other instrument that I really like focus on is pipe organ. But obviously, we can't shove a huge pipe organ inside a living room to rehearse. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's out of the question. But yeah, uh, I'm studying. I like music. Um, yeah. No,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're <also> a master <laughs> of uh, hey, guitar I like music parts too. from top forty hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> top forty hits on the guitar. That's hits.
3: Right. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Alrighty guys, so just for those who are listening, um, I I understand what arco and pizzicato means, but just so that way we're, we kind of get ourselves straight. So what's the difference between pizzicato bass and arco bass?
5: Victor, do you want to take this or? Uh,
6: yeah, sure. So um, so the difference between them is basically just how you're using your right hand, uh, how you're... Uh, producing the sound out, out of the bass. So for classical, mm-hmm. most of the time we're using just uh, <laughs> we're using uh, <laughs> a bow. So that's uh, actually I have my bass on right now.
0: We're all real musicians. We have our instruments out in front of us as yeah. I have my trombone in, in the back me. there.
6: <laughs> we, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for arc of bass, we tend to use this long twig that fell off a tree. Uh, that has horse hairs, so, you know. And so basically, we would just rest the bow on the stringer here and just we'll pull, and that'll vibrate the string and produce a sound. Uh, for pizzicato bass, on the other hand, that is all produced by playing, uh, putting on the string and plucking it. Um, same way you would expect to uh, produce sound by plucking the string on a guitar or a harp. Um, you just yank the string, and just pulling it, and it vibrates, and that's creating a sound. Um, okay once you want to get into more tone of differences i think my launch should take over because you hear colors
5: <laughs> yeah uh with arco bass you get a more of a long darker sound and and you know that's that typical uh classical just arco sound where it's just long tones and uh and more of a i i feel personally with arco bass you have more of an expression side to it just because you have so many differences in in tone and and with attack in pizzicato bass, you do too, but you're you 're kind of limited to just the plucking sound to it um, mm-hmm. well, You could do slap and stuff like that, but uh, uh it, it's just it 's a different side of of, of tone and, and and timbre definitely mm-hmm. um, but yeah i I picked the boring one, which was pigs. <laughs>
2: just not pick the jazz a... one it's fine exactly yeah <laughs> pick pick
3: pick the bass ones though. Pick
0: the... <laughs> all right no that's perfect because sometimes like when you hear like wait what's the difference with bass and like you know there's folks who know about electric bass or you know or they're like oh what's a five string but they don't really understand that there's two different beautiful tones that you can produce or that are very distinct like of course like they're slapping and there's all these like other fancy ways to make noise uh but like for example with jazz there's a lot of pizzicato bass and in a lot of classical romantic music, there's a lot of more arco bass where there's the long continuous sustaining sound. So I just wanted to make sure. So anyone's like, wait, what's the difference in case if they're asking me later when they listen. (laughs) Um, So real quick, um, how did this ensemble start? Like what, I I don't want to say like, what are the steps, but how did you guys get together essentially?
1: Yeah. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was at the drawing board earlier today just, like, writing out thoughts about that, actually. And, um, yeah, I was, I was thinking, oh, well, if that question's asked, I wonder if I should have an answer ready, you know. Um, so, it's funny, you know, like, I don't know. I could talk about – I could take the whole podcast to answer that question, so I won't. <laughs> but, you know, okay. it's like um, – it started – I think it all started for us in individual ways, getting into these different types of music. I think in a lot of ways, starting from jazz. Um, and it's so interesting how we all kind of like came together. Um, but basically, let's see. I had met David on a gig. Like, like a lot of things, you know, we had met, yeah, we had all met on, on gigs. A very diff- A very different gig. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So David and I had met, uh, man, David, when
5: was this, 2016 or 17? It was 2017 because you met me before you met David. I remember you hit Did me I
1: meet up. you before?
5: Yeah, you hit me up like, I just met the most amazing fiddle player. We got to play with him. and I was oh, like, oh, man. Yeah, that's sounds Interesting.
3: like 2017.
1: Yeah, so I met David on a gig uh, we were playing with, um, and I'll give him a shout out right now. He'll love it. We had met on a gig uh, by Vintage Noise, which is a local like top twenties, thirties, and forties and fifties cover band led by Michael Carter, Mm -hmm. a phenomenal singer who does a lot of like Sinatra. He's got like a Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Tony Bennett kind of voice. So David and I met with uh, through Michael, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) Like David, you. You're killing. Um, so we were, we
3: were playing playing bluegrass as on as break and shit. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we were just like, dude, we need to do that more. And then uh, Alonso and I met through a colleague of all, most of ours, Brittany Biala. I needed. Uh, yeah. Yes, I love her. <laughs> yeah, right. we all do. We all love Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Awesome. So we had met, uh, or I had a gig uh, through West Valley College at the time. I had just moved back from Tennessee, and, and I needed yeah. a bass player. So, yeah, can can I say something, Jason? Yeah, you got it.
5: Uh, <laughs> I think the thing, and the first time that I met Jason, my first memory of Jason probably describes Jason the best. Um, I was like eighteen; I was super young, and I, you know, I got this call. Brittany was like, "Hey, you know, this guy needs a bass player. I know him from a long time; he's a great player." And I show up to the, I think it was the M- Montgomery Theater right in downtown San Jose, and uh, and I see this this guy, right, Jason. And he's like, hey, man, great to meet you. I'm Jason Kaiser. And I'm like, oh.
1: I sounded
3: like that? What the yeah, you
5: he did. And, and then he just, was like. Just
3: back from Tennessee? Yeah, yeah he, he was like. You like, sounded like that.
5: Yeah, he was like, I just drove back from Tennessee this morning, <laughs> man. And I'm like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, I studied in East Tennessee. And I was like, you know, and, and that just describes Jason so much because I think he told me he had just driven from Tennessee that morning and he was on the gig that evening. And this guy, you know, like if there's one thing that you gotta know about Jason is that he won't stop no matter what, you know? He could be, you know, he could have like three stab wounds and he'd still show up to the gig. And <laughs> COVID. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could have COVID and still show up to the gig. Six feet apart, uh, still be yeah. you know? Six feet apart. Like we
0: have we have a cord for you, so we'll give you the eighteen foot one. Just back <laughs> away. Uh, right. Just
5: leave me alone, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know that, that's how I met Jason. My first impression was like, man, this guy just drove all the, way, and he drove from Tennessee. He didn't fly. Yeah, it took me five you know? and a half days. Yeah, he was like, Jeez. I just got back from Tennessee, and now I'm playing this gig, and I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> and then you know jason to carry off from from the story if you know how i recall it was um you and i were rehearsing for a gig that we had i think it was your sister's wedding right
1: yeah well yeah and we
5: needed and we were going to bring david on i think too yeah we were we were doing a duo and then like i said date like jason and (laughs) jason like i said he's one of those guys who just never stops he like texts me like super late at like one in the morning because i think he had just played that game with david and he takes me he's like and, you know, it was text, but I'm going to do the voice because, you know, this is why I imagine he's- <laughs> he said, shit, man, I just met the most amazing fiddle player. We need to have him on this gig. And, you know, it was one, of, you know, I wake up at like seven the next morning and it, I read the text and it's like two in the morning and I'm like, what the hell, you know? And so <laughs> we meet up and again, you know, Jason never stops. We meet up the next afternoon to rehearse and he's telling me about David and I'm like, yeah, this guy sounds pretty legit. And I was still relatively new to the whole space grass, bluegrass genre. Um, But Jason's like throwing me, you know, as as a young kid, you know, 18 years old, Jason's throwing me all this music to learn and I'm super eager to learn and I'm super just excited by the music and and Jason's a phenomenal player and just playing with him just kind of got me wrapped up in this whole like, yeah, I want to do this. And Man, I can't remember if we ever actually rehearsed with David. I think we rehearsed with David twice, and then we had the gig. Right, Jason?
1: Yeah, yeah we did. We didn't rehearse that much. I mean, David, let everyone know where you're from and where you live, man. Uh,
2: I... <laughs> Tell us your address. Right Tell now. us your
3: <laughs> address. I'm from the Bay I live in SF. You know, yeah, so this
1: factors in into SF. it, you know, like the amount of rehearsal time and stuff. David lives in SF, so we just didn't do it as much but we didn't need to cuz David's killing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> David's well, that's, killing.
1: that's kind of how we did it and we played I was so honored to play my sister's wedding as a, in as the trio and she specifically wanted like this bluegrassy jazz fusion stuff and I was like, "Well, hell yeah, you know." So, um we did that and then uh, at that point, I was so psyched about the group. I was like,
2: yeah, you know,
1: so <laughs> at the time, uh like this jazz
0: that's jason where the voice came saw. from yeah that's yeah where it jason was. never saw it this
1: jazz this jazz <laughs> club now it's closed now it's such a shame because it was a cool venue i'm sure you remember it cafe pink house in saratoga yeah Yeah, and I was like, well, shit, I'm going to book the band there. And uh, we did that, and then it's just never stopped. Yeah, and my favorite. That was was the last show at that venue. (laughs) That's right, it was. Yeah, that was my favorite. I mean, like
3: like of the venue, they closed after. (laughs) They closed, like, the next day.
0: (laughs) That is so sad, because apparently that's their second time trying to open up that venue. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's not their first rodeo. And I remember Mm -hmm. I went there. I I actually went there for someone's gig. It was, um, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Tom Langan.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Tom Langan had a couple of gigs there. And so Mm -hmm. we went there to support. And then I've also done a gig there with Juanita Harris.
1: Oh, cool. Um,
0: Yeah, she had her Bitches Brew group. Um, Oh, cool yeah but it was it was really fun but uh, i remember talking or the overhearing the owner talking about like yeah this is our second time going like i hope the things are good he was like so optimistic and then
2: Damn.
0: and then we heard that it closed down and we're like no we I really like that venue there was only one reason to go to saratoga and that was yeah, that
5: one right. venue I, exactly you know right. like, I, I, cafe pink house was just such a great place to play and it was such a great place for live music and it was uh, in that area, you know, and and we felt honor to just be the last group to play there, you know, it was just awesome. And, you know, I had never actually played there. I've only been there through, through gigs of friends and, uh, and when Jason was like, we're playing Cafe Pink House, I felt like a big shot, you know, because like I said, I was like 18 years old and I was kind of coming up and I was like, oh, Cafe Pink House, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt cool, you know. I, I put on the fancy, you know, cologne and everything. Took a shower. <laughs> took a shower. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and played bluegrass. And played
1: bluegrass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She. You it's always walks. a
0: blessing to hear that a bass player takes a shower. Thank
1: you so much, <laughs> Man. So long story short, yeah, that's basically that's basically where it's at, you know. I should Take, say, taking showers and playing bluegrass.
2: Yeah, it's, I, but um, I I
3: should I should say Jason Jason and Alonzo have been saying, oh, David's color, David's color. Man, these guys are just uh, how much are we allo- allowed to swear on this? You can swear as much here? as you want. Yeah. All right. These guys are <laughs> these these guys are fucking animals, man. Yeah. Beasts like um, it's i was like why are you saying i'm killing you're killing
5: <laughs> well we're all killers, but you'll you'll hear it on the ep and you'll hear it on the record you will hear how killer all of us are together <laughs> we all work
1: together you know because it's yeah. like it's
5: not it's not about one person
1: you know it's about everybody and yeah. uh so well
0: yeah. I didn't really hear much from Victor and Nathaniel. Like, how did you guys get dragged in? Like, yeah, did yeah. you guys get that 2 a.m. text? Or? Yeah,
4: can you guys, yeah, guys go into Rodrigo.
5: that? See
2: oh, Rodrigo. This is another
6: Jason story, I think.
4: Rodrigo, do you want to start?
6: Uh, yeah, sure. So um, the way I kind of got into this, or at least got pulled into the gravitation of this ensemble was... Uh, <laughs> gravitation. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's so, the orbit. So it has some own gravitational pull. Yeah. Uh, well, so a couple of years ago, I wanted to start uh, experimenting in uh, this Latin jazz ensemble that's over in Texas State. Uh, I've always listened to the music growing up, and that was like the one band that I really wanted to get to because I just wasn't having a good time Um mm-hmm. the other classical ensembles and um, on campus other than the um, early music one. And so I'm just like, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm nearly done with my credits. I'm gonna enroll into it, and I got into it. Uh, thankfully, Alonzo didn't end up joining because <laughs> he was the one that uh, Jeff wanted to get into the ensemble. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Um, but, <laughs> but, Go on, uh, Victor. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I ended up joining there, and then I think a little while later, I ended up meeting Jason. Uh, he joined the ensemble as well. Uh, I think that was on the second semester that I was in ensemble, I think. Uh, I, don't, I don't clearly remember. But I remember asking Jason for a gig one time because uh, our usual um, – my usual people that were supposed to play on that gig with me for the Fairmont, they weren't available there. And so I was just kind of stressing on last minute. And then I asked Jason. and He's like, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm free.
6: And- Where? When? <laughs> now? <laughs> And so, yeah, we ended up jamming out that night, and it was just such a great experience just playing with this guy, because here's me, mostly classical musician kind of dude, uh, with barely any sort of, like, experience in jazz. I'm just barely getting into the scene there. And then this guy comes along, and he's just shooting me, like, all these weird things um, and play, while playing, and he's trying to get me to solo, and I'm just, like, stressing so damn much.
2: Oh, no! <laughs> i <I'm> good.
6: And... <laughs> yeah there's all these changes and we just kept on uh playing after that um it became our regular gig there and then soon after that jason uh, asked me to play uh, one of his originals so that one's called back in california the one we played as yes, was another um, bluegrass tune called uh, the old record cross and that was for like a promotional kind of recording for um, the audio engineer and video yeah
1: that's right yeah Yeah. but uh, Rodrigo you forgot to mention man that you asked me to play in your recital
6: I think that came after the fact oh that's right okay keep going (laughs) um but yeah, and ever since then, like, I, I just started digging the music with Jason, and I was just so fucking cool. And like, luckily, Jason is just one of those, like, even though with my shitty jazz playing. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, stop it,
6: sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm fine. With, uh, I'm not good with settling or all the new ideas and everything. But um, yeah, ever since then, um, we've just been uh, playing just a lot of music together since then. Then, uh, I asked Jason for, um, to play for my recital and we actually played a tango there. And I think that's kind of like, uh, at least from my perspective, that's what really sold you on like, at least, uh, Spanish it did. Kind of area, you know,
1: it did. It gave me something to, it, it was like something to work towards. Cause like Rodrigo had arranged this beautiful piece by Carlos Gardel, uh, called "Por una cabeza. Did I pronounce that right?
6: Yeah. Um beautiful tango yeah. um, you can't really go with any you know, sorry go wrong go with any tango tangos, uh, tangos yeah. are beautiful um, <laughs> but yeah and ever since um and since then it's just been this huge massive mashup of just uh, bluegrass jazzy music uh spanish tango music and just a lot of experimentation here and then mm-hmm. um, what else else, Jason am I missing something
1: no not at all yeah it's it's uh, and we we could get to that you know in a minute about the experimentation and stuff like that but yeah uh, I I
0: definitely do want to talk about the experimentation and then also like conversational playing is something that I wanted to kind of brush on with you guys Um, but before we go into that uh, first of all uh, Rodrigo I want to get this straight so is your name Victor or Rodrigo I just want to make sure I get this
6: correct I go more by uh, Rodrigo than Victor.
5: Okay, thank yeah.
6: you. I've I'm been trying uh, to figure this out myself.
4: I know, me too. <laughs> Sometimes we mix it up and just go Victorigo. I
0: sound so much like a Pokemon. Victorigo. So Victorigo. Perfect. No, I just didn't want to like keep screwing up your name throughout this whole interview. And then like at the end, like someone goes, why did she keep saying that?
5: <laughs> Richter. Richter.
0: Um, you Nathaniel. know what they call a
4: Richter scale?
0: Wow.
4: You <laughs> went there, bro. And, <laughs> and
1: Nathaniel, oh man, doesn't go for it. it all.
0: Yeah, so. Nathaniel, where'd you come from?
4: I am a classical cellist. Like I was in training as a classical cellist. I had no experience in jazz at all. And I was in this Baroque ensemble, you know, for early music, like JS Bach and like Vivaldi and all those like early like Baroque uh, people. And in that class, Jason joined the class one of the semesters uh, with a, like he was playing a mandolin concerto by Vivaldi and like, I remember the first time he like sat like the first time we met the first time he like sat down he was like hey what's up man what and like you know I was tuning I was like tuning my like lower two string and he was like whoa man that sounds so good man Yeah, that's super cool and I was like damn hi nice to meet you too
6: <laughs> and like oh sorry just, uh, I just wanted to say I like how all commenting on Jason's uh, personality here
1: yeah. <laughs> hey man it's
6: always a creepy
5: jazz man like hey man. Job, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Jason is the mang, you know. We he he's the big man We call him the big man, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, I we were like
3: I call him big mang, yeah.
5: <laughs> anyway, yeah, um
4: we were like we were, we were together like in this Baroque ensemble, like for like, I think two semesters working on like this mandolin concerto in like a classical tradition, right? And like, eventually we like started like playing together, right? I think um, I forgot when's the first time we played together. I think it might've been for your recital or it
5: might've been before that. I forgot, maybe it was the recording session. I think it was actually the recording session because, uh, and you know, long story short, uh, Jason texts me again at like five in the morning. Hey man, Nathaniel, have you met him? And I'm like, oh yeah, the cello player. He's in my piano class shit man we're gonna record with them <laughs> all right december 16th we're meeting and recording and i'm like okay <laughs> and then we I show up to yeah well we show up to the studio and nathaniel's there and you know me and nathaniel i've had i had heard of him because you know he's a phenomenal cello player and you know he's definitely probably yeah man should i say this all right i'll say it he's definitely the best cello player that i've ever heard uh, and I haven't heard that many, so excuse me to all the other cello players in the world. Um, but man, I show up to the recording session and, and for somebody who had not been playing jazz or improvising for that long, he, he definitely had a knack to it. And one thing that I love about Nathaniel's playing is that he knows when to ask the questions that none of us dare to ask, right? And that would be like, you know, in rehearsal, he'd be like, Jason, do you think I should play here? You know, and and, you know, that's something that, That it takes a lot of guts to ask, you know, just because from somebody who's still trying to learn, you know, having that vulnerability to be like, should I make this decision or not, you know, it takes a lot, but that's, that's how we met, you know, well, how we musically met, you know, me, Jason and Nathaniel and and we recorded and that, you know, sorry, I'm about to go into like a huge other tangent real quick, but no, fine. that's, ahead. that's when we recorded our first single Autumn Leaves in that recording session. And uh, we recorded a couple of other tracks that we were uh, happy with, but we're still sitting on them as of now, you know, we're deciding maybe what to do with them. Uh, but we recorded our first single as the new Acoustic Collective, me and, and Jason as a duo called Autumn Leaves, which is uh, streaming right now. Nice. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, and Alonzo, remember,
5: can Can you recall how we decided to play that? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you and I probably recall it very differently, but That's I I, rem- I remember this because I was actually having a really bad day, man. It was one of those, and you know, not a bad day as in like, you know, something bad happened. I was just tired. It was final week. It was finals week, actually. And uh, and I was gigging a lot. And the night before, I had just done a gig in San Francisco and I had gone back home at like a ridiculous time, like three in the morning. And then I had to get up super early and go record some, uh, some arranging projects for some people. And then I had that session. And then after that recording session, I had to go to be at a musical gig. So I was just tired, you know, and I was tired of playing and I show up to the studio and, you know, one thing as musicians is we always try to leave, you know, our attitudes at the door, right? You come into work and you're working and, and you're recording and you try to put on yeah. your professional face and like, all right, let's do this, let's get this done. And so I show up to the studio with Jason and, you know, and I'm super stoked because we're recording music that, that we like to play, but man, I'm just tired, you know, I had gotten like two hours of sleep, if any. And, and, you know, I had, I hadn't showered, you know? <laughs> and so I show up and I'm all groggy and we're playing, you know, a, a couple of space grass tunes and man, everybody was killing it, but man, I, I was not feeling my playing. I was like, man, I sound horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're in the control room and we're listening to the takes and, you know, they all sound great. And I'm, I'm just feeling down on my playing. And, and I, you know Jason is like, well let let's record something else you know we we've been working on this material for a while let, let's let's just let's just work on something. You want to do like a bluegrass standard or do you want to do something And at the time, it was juries, which is uh for anybody who doesn't know, it's like music major finals where you have to perform for your teachers and i had been working on autumn leaves for a little bit and i turned to jason and i'm like hey man we, we should we should do autumn leaves you know i think it's a, it's a good standard and he's like yeah well you know he, he you know i mean in, in my eyes jason you were kind of like eh, i don't want to do it you know, you know cause- a little bit a little bit because yeah. at the time at the
1: time i mean i played the head before you know but i didn't have the head memorized so I was just like, man, I don't know if I'll That's what play. it
0: is right there. Every time I go to a jam a jazz jam and then I su- suggest a title, they I hear sometimes I always hear that noise like meh meh, meh and then yeah. I later and then I later <laughs> learn like, oh I just didn't have the head memorized. I'm like, You guys suck. I <laughs> exactly. <play that> song. <laughs> you guys could just cough or do whatever behind uh,
5: me yeah Sorry. we're all guilty of that right like <laughs> yeah. oh, i don't know the head so we're not playing that tune <laughs> no, no I, I
0: just get a lot of bitching first before i like admitting the fact <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's
5: hard to admit when you don't know a tune man i mean i've definitely done that before where it's like oh i don't want to play that tune because it's not swinging but in my head and i'm like i don't know the changes you know um uh, but but yeah, Jason's like, uh oh, you know, we shouldn't play it. And I think at the time it's because you wanted to do more straight-ahead bluegrass stuff or like more spacegrass stuff, and I wanted to do more of the jazzy thing. And I just suggested, well, oh, no, no, let, let's do it, man. I'll, I'll take the head, and, and we'll go in, and you know, and, and we we go into the recording booth, and I'm like, all right, Jason, I, I'm gonna take some open solo at the top, and then you come in with, with the chords. You know, you'll you'll hear me coming with the melody. And man, you know, it, it's weird to think about. There's There are very few times in the musician's life, or at least I like to think about it this way, where you make truly musical moments. And I think that that was one of the times where me and Jason definitely made a really great musical moment. Um, and I think it was a combination of me just being exhausted and, and just wanting to express the frustration that I had from all that stress of finals and gigging and doing this musical gig. But, but I played, you know, I definitely played something, you know, and it's probably not my best performance. I'm not saying that it is, but it's a very honest performance that I gave. And it's a very honest performance that me and Jason both gave. So much so that we went into this bluegrass feel that does not feel for us. And it was just organic, you know, and, and I think that's a really great way to describe me and Jason's playing. is just organic, you know? Yeah. And, and that recording definitely says that that recording of autumn leaves we just played mm-hmm. and we were both just kind of reading each other's minds and yeah and it was wild man it was just a true musical moment at least when was, was we wild. tracked it and then we finished track and he was like shit man that was hella good <laughs> 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 let's play <Yeah>. Dave's Place
1: <laughs> yeah and now I mean now you know it's it'll, it's featured on all about jazz tomorrow you know as a as a track of, their, of the day which is kind of wild you know I checked Wait, today. That, it's actually, got
0: like, that actually happened. Yeah.
1: All
5: about yep. Yeah. Nice. It, it's happening
1: tomorrow. <laughs> okay. the
5: December 15th. Yeah, yeah. December 15th. Our feature. So on
1: it's, it's wild.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> that session was just about a year ago now.
5: Yeah. It was actually a year ago, right? Like yesterday was a year ago to the day. Holy
4: yeah. Lord. Like yesterday was like, I, I only saw it because like my Snapchat memories were bringing up all the pictures I took. Oh, yeah. The, the
5: parakeet. Parake- yeah, a shout out to uh, Tone, Freak, it Tone Freak Studios.
4: Yeah, yeah, Tone Freak, yep.
5: Tone Freak Studios, Steve Glaze. He has a, a parakeet. <laughs> parakeet. No, he actually a parakeet has parakeet. Like a parakeet. tiny little parakeet.
0: All right, so actually, now that you kind of got into the subject of reading minds and talking about jazz and how jazz is, or even music in itself can be very conversational, um, whereas like, you don't have to say anything um, while playing. You could just kind of pick up on what's going on based off of what's happening musically um, how I guess tr- I guess what I'm trying to say is, how would you explain this to somebody who who's watching you guys and has no music knowledge, like how to stay conversational, how to stay immersed um, And how to kind of sustain the drive with when you guys are playing because this is also happening with the bluegrass music that you guys are playing. I've noticed this in your guys's music video uh, Dave's place and so um it didn't feel like you guys were reading off of like paper you didn't feel like you guys had like a true like outline it felt like that you guys were just in the moment playing so how do you keep that drive
3: it's a fast tune
2: And also forgive
0: me for not like being like, David, answer now. Like, I, I I guess I'm just so used to just like blurting out a thing and then someone just like cuts right in. So forgive me for that. Yeah.
4: But No, yeah, for sure. David, <laughs> listening is a big part of it. Mm, yeah. I mean, as someone who's like very new to like jazz and bluegrass, one thing I particularly remember was like, um, there was like a gig that we did on the back of a flatbed truck earlier during COVID. And uh, that, that gig was its own wild ride. But one thing that was pretty significant about it is that like, I like, we were playing like, we had like a group of like maybe 16, 17 tunes. We had like a huge pool to choose from. And like, the times that I had spent on each tune was like minimal. Like, at best, I can maybe sight read the head, but ultimately, I was basically like, cu- like, and some of the tunes didn't even have sheet music. Like, there were like, or even lead sheets. Like, there was like maybe two or three tunes that were just like, oh man, you'll hear. Like, Jason just like, like, he said, like, oh, we'll play it. And I was like, wait, what do I do? And he's like, oh man, you'll hear it. You know? <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. I just kind of had to. Uh... It was just like,
4: Kind of adapt it. It's very much adapting to new situations and like, like being really attentive and listening to what others are doing and trying to key off of their ideas.
2: Okay. Yeah, I
0: like that one. Yeah, what about?
6: uh, what, uh Sorry. Uh, were you going to say something?
0: Oh no no. I was going to say what about you, Rodrigo?
6: Oh okay. Um, so I mean, I'm not. I wasn't playing an EMD, but every single time I saw these guys uh, rehearse um, that that song, that chart, uh, I always noticed how there's just i mean it's just like a lot of uh just wordless communication there's not really i mean sure i see like a piece of music here from time to time but for the most part everybody has it pretty memorized
2: uh-huh.
6: it's just a lot of um whenever there's like a transition between something there's always just a lot of like communication like oh you're gonna do it you're gonna take it or you No? <laughs> who's next who's next enough and it's just kind of like diving in. Like whoever wants to get uh, get that next part, uh, first the next solo or the next run or something, they just kind of take it, and then everybody just follows their lead. Um, and especially, I especially notice this every uh, every time uh, David takes a solo, because like man, your solos are fucking fire, dude. Like they're <laughs> much dynamic, uh, variety. Fuego, dude. Oh, yeah, fire, fuego. And so yeah, it's just like kind of a. A game of just follow the leader, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who who's gonna take us there? Who's gonna just follow the leader?
0: So, what about your fire solos, David? Want to explain yourself?
3: (laughs) Uh, I can't. People keep keep, (laughs) people keep keep people keep telling me this, and I like it's like, dude. (laughs) I'm a classical (laughs) performance major. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: But what yeah. <laughs> well, what's yeah, your what's your state of mind when you're playing this is it like is it like oh just I'm going really fast so I should go fast too? I mean obviously that's not it. But like just well, the
3: nice. time it is. <laughs> um uh, I guess it depends on the tune. Like EM, emd especially. I've been I've I've been listening to uh that record um, the David Grisman Qu- uh, quintet, their 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 debut album from '76. It's the first track I've been listen- listening to that. Yeah, that one. I've been listening to that <laughs> constantly since I was uh, like 16 or something. That's my. F- um, the fiddle solo is one of my favorite fiddle solos of all time. Like I've i actually transcribed it, learned it. I'm not sure if I transcribed it. Maybe I just learned it. In any in any case that. Like, that, that, that tune is organic for me. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, because I have noticed when listening to just when you're taking lead on melodies or soloing, like, you're just writing on top of, like, whatever foundational wave that everyone's giving you, and it's right. literally fluid. It's it's like, whoa, like, this guy is really talking here. Like, that's, that's what I hear whenever I'm listening to you playing. I mean, I it's...
3: Um, I don't know whenever i mean i i, I always just try to fit in, fit into whatever group someone's giving me so you know
0: yeah
5: that's yeah. uh david is very humble but
0: i know you're so <laughs> mellow i actually really appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the like sure. the stanky jazz voices that everyone's giving jason yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. gosh darn it yeah. <laughs> see i'm not good at imitating jason so <laughs>
0: What's funny is like meeting Jason. I just remember he had a lot of good energy and being very excited of being here in the Bay area, but I don't think if I were to intimidate him, that would be the voice. <laughs> 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 but then again, it was a Christmas party. So I think he was just on his best behavior. Yeah, That's
5: true. I he, was he showered really...
2: that
1: day. That day. I, <laughs> did. Uh,
5: yeah. I did.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I had anything else to add to that. I mean, it's like, like, we're trying – like, any time – I mean, I do this. I'm doing this a lot more, you know, now. I mean, instead of – I'm doing this, like, when I'm composing. I'm doing it when I'm playing. It's, like, really making music, you know, and, like, with the with the collective, like, really trying to say something, not just playing notes, not just playing licks. I mean, sometimes playing licks is cool, and shit, I do a bunch, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, like – Play that jury on man. Yeah, but it's, like, trying to make music, like, in that moment, and – obviously you know knowing the tune knowing the piece is very important and something that had impacted me like when we played dave's place but before you know like when i had had learned dave's place from the composer wyatt rice my teacher at the time and it's just like feeling like just playing with feeling and closing his eyes and like you know just knowing the tune and trying to make music you know Mm -hmm. and i remember it impacted me and it's just something i've tried to do and tried to have the ensemble do and we're doing it you know making yeah. it happen you know
5: there's
4: I, also I can... sometimes oh, sorry go ahead there's also sometimes those moments where like you're just like i don't know what the fuck is going on i'm just gonna play music <laughs> and pray hail
5: mary that's what my that's,
3: that's yeah that's, hail mary that's all i do
5: yeah. <laughs> that was like the entire trucking for me <laughs> Uh, if I can just add one real quick, and I, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but uh, I think knowing these people individually as person, you know, as individual people, has definitely helped me understand their playing a lot more, you know. I mean, we might make fun of Jason as like, yeah, man, hell yeah, man, but that's his playing. His <laughs> playing is very conversational, very... And, you know, one thing that I that I love about Jason is that, like I said, he's a very go-getter type of person, but it's also very understanding and he's a really great listener. And he's exactly that same way when he plays, you know, he's when he's going to take a solo, he takes the solo and, you know, and there's no looking back. The solo is done, you know, mm-hmm. um, but when when it's time for somebody else to solo, he listens and he takes the time and. And he, he hears you out and he's listening to what you have to say on your instrument and he compliments it so well. And you know, same thing with David, you know, David might be, you know, humble, laid back, but he, he you know, he knows how to play, you know. He David is definitely the type of person who who has a lot of talent and a lot of great inspirational drive, but he's very, you know. This just, is what I
3: want you to think.
5: That's what you want me to guess. Yeah, David is very much uh, a person who's got both feet on the ground, and but he's just amazing, you know. And and he's a great player, and and his playing definitely says that. And the few times that I've talked to David, well, the multiple times that I've talked to David. <laughs> and it's just that, man. He's he's just David, you know. And for me to know and you know, same thing with Nathaniel. Nathaniel is very curious and experimental and but you know, he's also very disciplined. And with Rodrigo, you know, oh, he's very mysterious but also funny and quirky and very Yeah, you know, look at him, look at that guy. <laughs> you know, and just like knowing them as people helped me understand they're playing so much more, you know, and and appreciate they're playing so much more as well.
0: Definitely the most mindful group of folks here. Seriously. I, I say this seriously because I, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember um, I'm not playing a lot of jazz these days. I'm, I am I mean, I'm. after when you get out of school, there's like you, when you have your nine to five plus, like trying to keep up with chops is like really hard, but excuses, excuses, right? So, but I remember just, Whenever I would go to jazz jams or be in a group with other musicians that the playing wasn't very mindful, um, that there was, there was a sense of like survival when it came to playing or like really like as a soloist trying to solo over changes that I'm like, okay, I'm soloing over changes. But then I turn into survival mode because sometimes, like the rhythm section will change something up on me that I wasn't expecting, or is kind of beyond my comprehension. Um, and so it it became something that was transitioning into something that became less fun. Luckily, these days it's di- it's now different. Like I, I'm not like as like sad about it. Um, but I. I've never really experienced mindful playing until like hearing this conversation, to be (laughs) honest, (laughs) I remember there was this one time, um, I was, uh, you guys probably remember him, um, you know, just rest in peace, but uh, Jason, uh, not Jason. um, Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on his name? Shiflet. Um, John Chase Jason. John, John Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to say Jason. Oh, because I'm thinking of Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, John Shifflet. I I remember he told me like during ensemble rehearsal that if someone wasn't being conversational or mindful during jazz changes, that it was okay for me to stop playing. Which is something that would be a little abrupt, um, but it's like no we're here in a class we have to make sure that we're mindful of each other's playing and he did it as an exercise he's not saying that i should go out to professional jazz jams and just stop playing if someone's being a dick <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> he was trying to teach the rhythm section like hey like you guys need to also listen to the soloist is a soloist ready for that type of change If they're ready to go into double time or if you guys are trying to do like a secondary harmony on top of what's going on yeah, support um, them don't yeah
2: they're to
0: yeah, exactly. It just turns into selfish playing where it's like, oh, I'm a rhythm section player or I'm a foundational player, meaning like I play guitar or piano or whatever. I, I guess that is rhythm section playing, right? Um, but where it's like you have to be active listeners no matter what. You can't just do your own agenda and hope that the soloist um, you know, adapts. So I really like that you guys are very mindful of each other and, like, know how to, like, you know, write each other's wave, as I want to <laughs> say, um, uh, very fluidly. And that it doesn't sound like there's a lot of friction um, in in this group at all. It's
5: because we love each other, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's funny, ask. though, you
1: know, like, sometimes we'll be playing a tune. Like, I had written this, I had written this Latin jazz tune over a whole tone scale, and sometimes when we end it, you know, like, everyone thinks... And then I go, yeah. It's like so. I like throwing curveballs to everybody because that's the personality thing. You know what I mean? I don't know if that that was off, oh top, but it had to be to do with playing.
4: <laughs> like I definitely running, remember I... that on, on the truck gig when we did that.
0: So wait, I mean, can that's, you that's can that's you guys so tangent
2: cool, real you know. quick about this truck gig, this pickup oh,
1: truck gig? Yeah, yeah, this truck.
2: I'll
1: tell you right now, and yeah. I'll just I'll start it. I'll just start it just to say oh. that. You know this. I was. We were so grateful for this truck gig, uh, playing on the 16 wheeler. Um, you know, it really was inspiring. <laughs> I'm really sad I, that I missed this. <laughs> I know, and and I had told David. I said, "Man, you're gonna. You know, I, we want you on it." I'm busy. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it was 8:30 in
3: the morning. Are you kidding
5: me? <laughs> no, I. Yeah, know. it was ridiculously early. <laughs> but it,
1: it really. I think about it now. Like all the music that we've made now up until this point. You know, despite everything that's been going on, I think in a lot of ways. Besides all the stuff we had discussed earlier, it's like that truck gig lit a fire under our, you know, our
2: uh,
1: pushes. So anyway, who wants to go?
5: Yeah, I I think. Oh, sorry, man. Go ahead. No, no, you. you No, no, no. no, I've talked way too much. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, no, no. You. No, you. No, no, you. No, me. Okay, me. I'll go. Uh, alonzo go. Uh yeah, it was it was the first gig that I had done in a long time since quarantine started. It was the lockdown hit and the coronavirus was a huge thing and I was like super uneasy to take any gigs, you know, and, and there were some people who were like, Do you wanna play this gig? And it's like, you know, I don't really want to get sick and I don't want to give it to my friends or my family. And so then Jason is like, Hey man, I got a gig. Flatbed truck, 8 a.m. to six p.m. You dig, you in. And I'm like, yeah, I dig, man. I'm in. (laughs) And so I'm sorry, Jason. I'm exaggerating now. I'm taking it too far, man. It's okay, man. (laughs) But then you know, I show up, and and it was, you know, when he said like at a flatbed truck, I thought like, okay, like we'll just be stationary. No, we were driving from location to location, from location to location. Oh my god. Hour, man. It was it was fun. I gotta admit. But like, I got on and then we, they were like, this is your truck, your truck number one, congratulations. And then they're like, so well, we're moving, I want you guys to stay seated and hold on to the rails. And I was like, we're moving? are like, what? And they're like, yeah. And then Jason's like, hell yeah, we're playing. And then, and you know, like I said, Jason is like, we're going in, you know, full cylinder all the way. And it was full cylinder all the way, literally, literally full. You know, all four cylinders. Nathaniel, go ahead, man. I'm done talking. Okay, there were <laughs> there were
4: several really like fun moments. I'm on like, one particular memory. Well, okay, it was the first. First of all, it was the first time I've ever been able to play Bach on a moving vehicle. It's just like it's been a bucket list item of mine. I'm glad I was able to do that. Second of all, oh one God. thing I remember is like there were several moments where like the truck was backing up to its location, and you know how like when big trucks back up, they make like that. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Like, they make that noise, and what I noticed was that note was actually a perfect C, so we were actually jamming with the truck. <laughs> it was just really funny.
2: What a bunch oh God, of nerds.
4: It was definitely chaotic think, as hell, though.
3: For all who are curious, I that was perfect pitch. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, I do. So. And,
4: yeah, you know, we were able to, like, jam with the truck and stuff like that, and one thing that was... um. My God, especially like when it like drove down curves and stuff like that. And the entire truck would like bounce up. And I'd see like Jason's mandolin on stand. And he's like, he's like looking at me with that same like smile, like, yeah, man. And like his <laughs> instruments were like, everything's bouncing. <laughs> like hey, another no, no. thing that happened
2: was. Oh.
4: oh yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the last thing I was going to say, like, I'll, I think I'll say the first half of the story and then you guys can kind of pick up on it. But like uh-huh. there were like these two tents on top of the truck and like at one moment like the truck drove under like a tree and like one of the tents got caught on the tree and just ripped off the back (laughs) of the truck (laughs) and there was a guy right behind us yeah so they
1: there was a guy right behind us and, uh, <laughs> Alonzo, do you want me to finish her or do you want to
5: finish it? I, I just want to say one thing. Like oh, yeah. the tent was like bolted down to the truck. So like, it was a big ruckus when the tent just came up. <sighs> and, like it was like, I kind time. of freaked out. Yeah. I thought like, man, this is how I die playing bluegrass with my buddies. This is this the is way to go, <laughs> but it was just the tent, right? And, and, and so Jason, go ahead, man. Yeah. It was
1: just the, it was just the tent. The thing of it was that, uh, this failure behind us was in his car and he was like, he was on the way. <laughs> what are the, I, We won't say what we said he was on his way to do, but he was on his way to go see his daughter or something at the hospital or something. So he was in a, it was in a hurry. He was in a real hurry. And, and we couldn't move. Like we had to figure out, well, we had to get the, t- they had to get the tent. We had to make sure we were okay. We had to make sure the beer was still in the cooler and you know, like. and, yes. uh, and anyway, it was just, oh, he got so mad at us because we were taking forever and it gets out of his car and he starts fighting with our truck driver and she's like, not one to be missed with. Denise. Love you, Denise. Love you, Denise. If you uh, really listen to this (laughs) lady.
5: Bless Denise, her truck driver. Yeah,
1: she was great and she was literally like, what are you going to do about it, you mother, you know, like, and he was like, oh, which one of you guys is going to come down off this truck and fight me then in my hood,
5: you know, so it was (laughs) Yeah, he was like, stay out of my hood and then like, can you just imagine like, me, Jason, lathaniel and and our drummer Daniel were just there with our instruments. Like, what are you saying, dude? And, what <laughs> it hood? It was in You're, Nagley Park. A... I was yeah, like, what hood, know, dude? Nagley Park, dude. Like, what hood? And he's like, you guys better not mess with me. And then Denise is like, yeah, fuck off, dude. Like, you... <laughs> anyway, long story short. I want to note
4: oh. that he. I want to note that he wasn't stuck behind the yeah, truck. Yeah, exactly. Like he could have. Like he actually, he did actually drive around the truck. He only stopped when he was in front of the truck. So like, if he was gonna head to his daughter in the hospital, then like he could have just kept going. But no, he went in front of the truck. He pulled over. He got out, and that's uh, when yeah, he started picking yeah, a fight. That's
2: like,
4: so weird. Like he, it was it was definitely. Weird. Sure, he was behind the truck for a bit, but he I mean, had a
5: way around, and he could have kept on going. He was just one of those guys who wanted to pick a fight, you know. <laughs> I'd so say this was
0: Nagley Park, right? So this it is was all downtown San Jose.
5: Yeah, and it wasn't like you know. It was a nice part of downtown that's yeah, you know? That's right. we, we weren't, and we weren't disturbing. Like Nathaniel said, he could have driven around, but I mean, you know, we met, we had a very vicious encounter and then we had a very, very friendly encounter later on that day when um, a woman who really, <laughs> really enjoyed the music decided to hop onto the flatbed truck right. and ride with us to the other location. She was like, asked, can
1: I, can I act like her? Yeah, go ahead. We won't say her name. She was awesome. Oh, Oh, my God. I love you guys. It's so good. Don't worry. I'm not going to, like, sleep with you or anything.
5: (laughs) She's, like, drunk. My my, my favorite thing (laughs) that she said, I'm sorry. I got to say this. Uh, My favorite thing that she said, she was like, what's your guys' band name? And then Jason's like, we're the new acoustic collective. And she's like, the new one? What happened to the old one? (laughs) (laughs) that's a great question jason what happened to the old acoustic i don't know
1: you know there's this there's this term of this some music called new acoustic music and i just decided to call it the new acoustic
0: collective but, I uh, just thought there was an unspoken story in Tennessee, reason being why you drove all the way from there instead of fucking a flight. Uh, oh, I don't
1: know. There was I'll, some
0: urgency there. I have, yeah. a story. I have a story about that. Well, I mean, the, the,
1: the problem, I mean, it, it was an ongoing issue, you know. Like, I'm from San Jose, actually, but I had gone to study in Tennessee with Wyatt Rice, who wrote Dave's Place, and it was a wonderful experience at East Tennessee State. And uh, I had a really crappy old Volvo. And uh, I was just going to toss it and take a flight home. But we ended up getting it fixed and barely made it. It barely made it to San Jose. And a month later, it broke down on the way to a gig. (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, just to say that the truck gig was really inspiring. And I think it was a moment during this whole coronavirus thing where I had been writing a bunch of weird new compositions. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to play. We're going to play these things, whether we're ready for it or not. (laughs) and we enjoyed it so much and the crowd like the the cool thing about this gig was they had set it up on these trucks and in different neighborhoods where people in their neighborhoods could socially distance and enjoy the music so people love the music and i was just like telling the guys afterwards i was like guys we have to record or something like this is great so anyway that that was the a lot of it you know Mm. that's one
4: thing that was also fun about One thing that was also fun about um, the lady that jumped on the truck is that um, she was like yelling at past, like whenever there were like bicyclists or pedestrians, she was like yelling at them like to go to our next location. Like (laughs) I remember, there was like a bicyclist going past, and she was like, "Hey guys, go to 12th Street, see the new acoustic." So we had like a free promoter, who was great.
0: I know she was your hype man
4: yeah impressed. absolutely it's
0: like impromptu hype man she's like look you guys need a promotion here we need ongoing promotion you guys can't talk while playing right so we're i'll just do it for you it's fine <laughs> amazing um so we're gonna get to kind of like the closing parts here so how many days until this album is released
1: let's see today's the Uh, 14th so if i'm doing math right and i don't do math right uh but uh what is it uh the 27th so 13 days till the ep is released is that right alonzo yes sir yeah so 13 days till buck wild is uh the ep's name is released and uh on wednesday we released emd by one of our heroes uh and uh, david had brought him up this is the record David Grisman, uh, David we Grisman. released EMD, and l- I wanted to read this quote actually off the vinyl, if y'all don't mind, um, because it's it's something that like uh, this woman, her name's Janice Bain She had wrote she had wrote this like promo on the original record, but it's something that like over the years I've thought about, and it's what we're doing in this ensemble, but if we're doing it in our own way. So I'll just read the quote. It's quick. They started calling them dog music, the weird tunes that were no longer bluegrass. Not only jazz, tunes with a difference, the dog's own music. And the thing was that this guy in the middle, <laughs> that's, that's David Grisman. And Jerry Garcia, uh, who we all know from the Grateful Dead, had nicknamed him Dog. I mean, I forget exactly what the, the deal was about that. But he started composing his own music. And it's just something that's inspired us. And it's what you're going to hear on the record, you know, it's, it's like a, a bunch of different fusion that we're kind of experimenting with mm-hmm. as well as honoring what they've done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys keep bringing up this term called space grass. Is that what I keep hearing? Is that what the experimental <laughs> bluegrass I is going on? <laughs> I, Even, please correct me. It's fine. I,
3: <laughs> I, I am a nerd about this. Uh, Am I okay? Yeah, I'm uh, and I really, really dislike the term space grass. <laughs> like, you know, there's there there's you can uh, people some people call it new grass, like after the like new grass for or something, and uh, she was a band back, and I think Sam Bush was in that, right? Um, but the uh, yeah, um, I, I always just call it like progressive bluegrass or
5: whatever like that
3: the space grasses i think they were, uh that, that 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 was the term that i heard Jason using first but that 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 was that was off of a uh, 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 wyatt rice yeah
1: yeah so the thing the thing <clears throat> was i mean i had studied with wyatt rice and um you know he had he had you know like the thing was that they were bluegrass like him and his brothers all the rice brothers were phenomenal they're phenomenal bluegrass players but a lot of them listened to jazz mm-hmm. and they would write these tunes that like would borrow modal chord progressions from like a coltrane tune and then in the b section they would move to like major triads and then you know tony his older brother had came up with this as far as i know he came up with the term space grass and it's something that um Wyatt would use and when I studied with him he'd be like man he'd be like we're gonna play some Spacegrass." <laughs> that's how he talks you know and, uh, and, uh, and I was just like wow man that's really cool and it's as I started writing my own tunes I took ideas from it and I don't know I like the name uh, it, but it's not just Spacegrass, you know it's I, I, I like, I mean, like for my, yeah like what I call I, I don't know multi-style fusion who knows yeah, I mean, the the, the, the reason that, the, the reason, part of the reason I don't like it is that there
3: are so many different little sub subgenres. except, except everybody, play, ex- there are all these people who are playing with each other, like absolute masters mm-hmm. in, in, in the genre. But like, David Grissman, Doug, he's, uh, he's kind of, uh, he has a very, very distinctive style of writing. Mm-hmm. Daryl Langer, who's one of my all, all-time heroes, who is coincidentally on that on that record that's the fiddle that's the fiddle soul that i learned uh, he uh he has a very distinctive style of writing and of playing uh but tony rice same th- same thing same thing yeah um, all and yeah yeah i mean you can you can kind of almost hear the, the everyone's evolution through the through the 70s 80s 90s now and yeah it's it's interesting and new new, new, new new people new people uh, keep on coming through and you can hear all the all the various influences and all the new stuff and then those influences get get influences you know, i mean you know you know how it works mm-hmm. but like 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 dog music is 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 especially uh in terms of jazz um uh, initially it was very much rooted in this in this uh Jazz style of uh, Django Reinhardt, the uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, the uh, uh, guitarist to play with Stephen Capelli back in the '30s and '40s. Um,
5: Wait, David, do you not like Tony uh,
2: Rice's music?
3: No, I like Tony Rice's music. I, I, I I'm, I'm not as I'm not as immersed as, uh, in it as I am. David Grisman or Daryl's uh, just because, yeah. you know, that's, that's my, that's my side of things. I'm not in, on the, in the guitar realm, like Jason.
5: Jason is like, what did you say, punk?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, say man, that man. again. No, Manzanita is a great record. You know? Yeah, Manzanita
5: is a great record.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I really appreciate that you came in and talked about like, you know, just kind of giving me a better understanding between space grass which is a, obviously a term that you don't like when unfortunately your homies here have been using it the whole time <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but yeah. I figured that was the case it was kind of like a more freer um more experimental um from away from like the traditional bluegrass um like sure. sound. um but yeah and it kind of goes into the whole like it just adds a little bit more color a little bit more personality keeps it kind of more current uh, especially with the playing today, if that, if that's okay for me to assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's interesting too, because, and, and something that we, uh, our listeners, you know, everyone listening here that listen to the EP, you're going to hear a lot of different stuff. And like, for me, I'm doing, I've been doing a lot of composing for the group, but I love the group because we can all compose, we can all bring tunes in and And all that kind of stuff. And it's great because it's collaborative. It's highly collaborative as well as being so mindful when we're playing together. But a lot of the music that I got into like six, seven months ago as I was nearing the end of my master's degree, I was getting into like flamenco music. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, like this stuff is nuts. And uh, what I do when I write tunes, especially for this group, and it's what David Grisman would do, he would write for specific players and and depending on the style of the tune and what they could do and their strengths, he would mostly write for their strengths. So like for like the flamenco stuff, I love Rodrigo's Arco playing. I love Alonzo's pizzicato playing. So like I would, you know, we would try and figure out how to arrange and play and record with uh, you guys. Rodrigo, do you want to add anything there? You know,
6: um not really i mean i guess there's there's definitely a time and place for both of our different uh, styles of playing and it's just a lot of like just talking to each other like hey is this something you want to take over or hey do you think um you want to in a couple of charts we actually switch off um like mid mid song we switch off uh bass parts even if it whether that's the same uh um part that we're doing the same uh, pizzicato part or uh, like one of us gets tired or we have just something different going on based on our strength. Like, and, um, I keep on coming back to back in California just because I just really love that tune. Uh, how um, uh, for most of the part, for the most part, Alonso is playing uh, most of the heavy uh, pizzicato stuff uh, on his entire way through. And then um, when it comes to the Latin jazz part, that's just really, I love that yeah. so much. And I... I just like you know what I can do on that based on my experience, and like that's when we switch over to my um, you know, to my playing there. Um, but yeah, it, we we talk about it, we we try and figure out and plan out some things when it comes to those kind of uh, uh, string parts.
0: No, I appreciate that. That that sounds like amazing, and say and definitely like integrating Latin jazz with everything that's going on too. Like very important, like. I I think with Latin jazz in general, like, because it has its own, its own like ways of conversing with each other, like just kind of integrating it with the style that you guys have is also just as important. Um, So before I let you guys go, um, did you guys want to talk about, um, I know that you guys have your Autumn Leaves feature that's coming out, I believe tomorrow on All All About Jazz. And then I believe you said on the 16th that EMD is going to be released as well. Correct? Okay, I'm just getting a lot of nodding heads. Just make sure I have this correct. Um, So is there any other projects, aside from the main project, that you guys are working on that you want to shout out real quick on an individual basis? And then I can Uh recap everything at the end. Is that okay? (laughs) I like David's reaction. Let's go with David first. (laughs) We're passing the talking stick. (laughs) Uh,
3: Current current projects, you said?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Other projects? Yeah, other projects. Like outside of? Outside of
0: the
2: collective, yes.
3: Okay. yes. Uh, Well, I'm in a gypsy jazz band called the 29th Street Swingtet. I am in a Scandinavian slash Celtic slash old time slash whatever kind of stuff uh, called uh, Captain Bottletop. It was page The funny thing, I I should, uh, and aside, the fun the funny thing is that emd is a tune that's almost 50 years old <laughs>
2: cool.
3: so if we're going to talk about new grass or space grass or
1: i was just joking man i'm sorry i didn't uh, mean I know i know, run I know, I know.
5: Raggy. Base grass moon grass earth grass mars grass, <laughs> mars yeah, grass. jupiter grass higher grass
3: i, I can get behind <laughs> mars grass um that's too um the, there's, been, there's Vintage Noise, where Jason and I met. I'm, a, um, I'm on the website as a, per, as a permanent member, which is, which is really cool and honoring, but um, who the hell else am I missing? I'm in the, uh, a group uh, up in Petaluma called the Pine Needles. Um, and. Besides, Captain Captain Ballotop has a has a has a streaming show uh, in late January. But I don't think any of these other bands have anything coming up.
0: Word, no, that sounds amazing. I I like I like how you said Scandinavian slash slash for this other group. So that sounds like really exciting to be honest, <laughs> because there's so uh, I, many I, slashes. <laughs>
3: I, I I mean I. I um, I, I mean, I, I, started, I started playing the Hardanger fiddle um, a few years, like, few years back, so I'm le- learning the Scandinavian repertoire, and I play with a, a, a fiddler who also has,
1: I don't know, do we, have, do we have time for this?
0: A little bit of time.
1: Yeah, could you just play like 30 yeah. seconds, dude? Thank you.
0: <laughs> I don't think he heard you. <laughs>
1: David, can you play 30 seconds? Go for it. Can you play 30 days? Go for you want, it. Do, you want, me to, do you, oh, you want me to play something? Hell
3: yeah. Really? Hell yeah. I don't know. I have the... um. So...
5: Best than add all the instruments. You know, so he'll many... just he'll just have a sweater the... full, It's fine. <laughs> he's got the
4: fiddle. He's got the faddle. You know.
3: <laughs> you <Y'all> are <laughs> laughing at me because I uh, have okay, too many fiddles. Yeah. Um, so this is the uh, Norwegian hardanger fiddle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's a lot to go into. The ma- the the ma- the, uh, the uh, most significant uh, difference between this and the violin is uh, that uh, four resonating sympathetic strings underneath the uh, fingerboard um, otherwise um, it's, a, it's a rabbit it's a rabbit hole
0: yeah it's
3: got a, yeah
0: it's beautiful I like all the design on there yeah
3: and that and that, and that, and that, that that's traditional like mo- most 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 of these uh, most of these fiddles have all this uh, in and stuff anyways that's that's my time, guys.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have any things coming up?
6: Um, Rodrigo? I'm, uh, well, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about, so so a, a good portion of the ensemble is actually made up of um, another group that we're in. It's called uh, Contemporary Collective. And so that's uh, Jason, Nathaniel, myself, and two others, which are actually the directors of the ensemble, Monica Payne and Martin Sonnenfeld. Uh, so we're actually doing a couple recordings um, that were, we're, we're just recording from home um, and trying to come up, uh, trying to put these uh, collaborations together to, well post on it and have like a Zoom kind of concert. We had something planned a while back, but then, um, what, what, did that happen again? There was a- uh, the, George Floyd yeah there was because at some point uh, the moment we had everything ready was the moment that everybody started posting on um, the blackout on um, on, uh, well, on social media and everything just to start speaking out and so we at that point we just thought that it was going to be inappropriate to just post our content at that point and we started switching uh, to um, to adapt to that and uh, and play about that. You know yeah. all the situations and, uh, and um, that's happening in the community how i feel about it how just figuring how we can speak about that uh, yeah um, you know
0: i want to thank you real quick for being mindful about that i know during that time i was very sensitive um yeah. and like you know as for the black lives matter matters movement um like I will admit that it does happen in waves, and some waves are more uh, strong than others. Um, and so I just want to thank the community, and, and like you're part of the community, right, for being mindful and sensitive about what's happening in the environment and adjusting so then that way other voices can be a little bit more magnified. Mm. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's really important.
6: Um. Well, yeah, there's that going on, and we should be finishing up with um, a couple of recordings that we have coming up, and I think we're gonna be uh, having them put up sometime in the new year. I think or is that correct, Jason?
1: I believe so. Yeah. So okay. can. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. And then um, I think the only other thing that I'm really doing uh, besides that and the New acoustic Collective is just. Uh, I'm, I've been working on some music on a pipework and I'm trying to record a couple pieces because it is after so much time of just self teaching myself I finally found a teacher uh to start uh, teaching me and uh, best guy, he doesn't charge me anything at all he just 'cause that's how he learned too like um he found somebody to instruct him um for free of charge and it's just this line uh, what's it called um the lineage of um of teaching so there's a, t- a specific term for this uh, for this uh, your uh, lineage of, of the teachers who taught you your mentor and the w- person before that so I'm part of the lineage that has all just been about just teaching somebody because they they have the organ bug the way we call it and they can't really do anything about it because or get any lessons because they can't afford it um, so that's just my uh, lineage right there in this instrument and so I've been trying to uh, put a couple of these um, pieces I'm learning together, and it's mostly just uh, French romantic stuff and one Bach piece because I, I really want to take this some somewhere, um, you know, somewhat professional. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to work for uh, a certification from the American Good of Organists, so that's something that, it, it, it's something to work for, you know, something, something that I really want to get you.
0: Oh, that's awesome, Rodrigo. I'm glad that you're still doing the thing and that you found a teacher. So congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> and then um anything else? Bueller? Nathaniel?
4: Um I guess like um one thing that um Myself and my girlfriend have been talking a lot about um, being a part of, um, for context, my girlfriend is um, another classical violinist that goes to San Jose State. And we've been doing a lot of stuff together. Like um, earlier this semester, we were doing um, Shostakovich's second piano trio. And um, we were just like talking about setting up these chamber ensembles and just playing like, just playing through this classical, just playing through some fantastic, like classical or not classical era, but um, just within like the 20th century, like um, and late romantic eras of classical music. And just like, playing some um we're planning on forming some more on like some more like ensembles to play some uh, specific repertoire like we are hoping on continuing the Shostakovich trio that we've been working like it's an incredibly difficult piece and it's a really yeah. rewarding experience learning it and getting coached on it like in the context mm-hmm. of, of the school like we're getting coached by like professionals on the field and like we're like putting this stuff together. And like, we did that earlier and we're continuing to do it next semester, hopefully. In addition, we're um, I'm part of another string quartet uh, with the school and we're trying to form another, um, we're trying to form a piano quintet and hoping to do, we're still trying to decide on repertoire, but we're hoping on like, doing more things within that tradition. And I just have like a lot of these like, kind of bucket list pieces, just things to like, get together a group of like, um, get together a group and just kind of play it and like, yeah. And I have um, some stuff coming up from my, my junior recital too you know I've um, been working with a few um other musicians I really respect and love that you know and preparing repertoire with them to really hopefully create a compelling performance when that comes around and yeah. that's just um you know those are the like a lot of my side projects uh or my, I guess I don't know if they're called side projects or not just the other <laughs> projects I'm going through like just like a lot of them are you know classical I'm a classical cellist primarily and you know <laughs> this ensemble and the contemporary collective as well are like yeah, the two um the two outlets i have like outside of classical music i guess it's definitely a different experience but it has been incredibly rewarding
0: good yeah no as it should be like i mean those who are listening like obviously it just shows like i mean aside from like you know being in one core group like there's always going to be uh, these other groups and these other projects that you're going to have to like keep working on outside of outside of your main group right um so no, this is like completely normal, and I'm really excited that you have a bucket list of pieces. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. I tried, I tried playing like handle for a trombone once, and I just was like, I don't like this. Can I play more jazz, please? <laughs>
4: Okay, like something <laughs> like classical era, like Mozart or even Baroque era. The Baroque era actually has some bangers too. Like, you know, some of s- some Bach pieces, like some Vivaldi. I'm actually doing a Vivaldi cello concerto with Collegium next semester. But like, if you start getting into like some of the 20th century stuff, like, um, you know, I guess my particular niche is like 20th century tonal music, or mm-hmm. I guess kind of tonal. It's hard to, and a lot of modal music too. But like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of composers that I really like and we're like trying to play music from them. Like, you know, I really love Dimitri... Shostakovich's music Um, yeah I mean like Leo Ornstein's music you know um, Nikolai Medner, like and just uh, like there's like an entire like list of like different composers and shit that I want (laughs) to do and just like I've been just going through that one by one
0: dude you have so much patience I don't know if I could do that but no that's amazing seriously because those are not easy pieces Um, Alonzo do you have anything
6: Your mic's out.
0: Your microphone's out.
5: Oh, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, uh, yeah, no, nothing nothing in the near future. I mean, uh, this, a, a lot of my attention has been towards the Acoustic Collective with the single and, and we were going to record an album that we had to postpone due to COVID. Um, but I mean, I'm involved with uh, with this Neo Soul slash R&B group called Rachel Spung and the Soul Service and uh we just did a couple months ago actually we did this thing for uh for here and now monterey h-e-a-r and it was a live stream and man they're they're doing some really great stuff i think they're postponed once again due to the COVID restrictions but uh if you have time definitely go check out their youtube channel um they're doing some great live streams high quality audio and everything um apart from that uh i worked with uh with uh piano player and composer arnie co uh, another san jose state uh, alumni and uh amazing piano player and composer and uh, we we did some big band recordings in the past and uh and we're doing some uh, small group recordings and we did uh something for music in place um which is a nonprofit that helps uh musicians during this troubled time of coronavirus and uh, that's something to, to look out for, Music in Place. We, we did something called The Maze with the Arnie Co. Uh, Quartet. And definitely check out Music in Place as well. They're, they do high-quality stuff as well and, and, and amazing music from uh, independent musicians around the Bay Area and basically around the world now. And, uh, yeah, aside from that, nothing else, you know? Keep practicing and uh, keep crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it
0: all right guys so uh just again for those who are listening some reminders about their upcoming content as the new acoustic collective tomorrow alonzo and jason will have their autumn leaves track featured in all about jazz which will be found on their main website and then the link will also be available on all platforms such as spotify itunes napster if that still exists (laughs)
5: MySpace space My space. Um,
0: my space. <laughs> my
5: space.
0: <laughs> um, and then on Wednesday, December sixteenth, I believe that the new single EMD uh, will be released as well, um, inspired by David Grisman. Uh, yeah, and the then, and then also, last but not least, uh, their album, the whole thing that why we're even all here today. <laughs> um, the album Buck Wild is set to be released on December twenty seventh. So a couple of days after Christmas, so if you're sick of Mariah Carey, just go prance over to go. <laughs> go prance over to some adventurous uh space grass. <laughs> Big winky face over to David. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
5: <laughs> grass
0: um no but all jokes aside uh get ready for their album buck wild it should be really fun again i really appreciated hearing uh, david's play, so i expect nothing l- less than that so um yeah is there anything oh another thing is check please check them out on also on facebook at the new acoustic collective as well as instagram um again we have here jason kaiser david boyden alonso sanchez rodrigo ruiz and nathaniel grodman And I believe that's it for today. I'm your host, Veronica Taylor Christie, sometimes B, and that's it for today's episode. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you so much. Sure.